Once upon a time, we were taught stories of princesses in castles and knights in shining armor. But now it's time for a new story. An AE story. All right, so let me um, have you introduce yourself and we'll take it from there. And you can share what association you're with or not. I don't care. You just take it from here. Uh, well, thank you. Oh, yeah. and, hey, it's so good to be here. This is exciting. It is uh, fun. Yeah. Um, my name is Patrick Wallace. I've been a real estate broker uh, for 40 years this year. Wow. And um, I uh, grew up in San Jose. I have a degree from San Jose State in real estate. Wow. Yeah. So it's all I've ever done. I'm second generation. My father got his broker's license in 1943. Wow, so you've got a big background in it. Yes, so, it's, okay. it's all it's all I've ever done. It's basically what my family does. Um, my oldest daughter is a real estate agent down in Long Beach, mm -hmm. and my other daughter just moved back to California, but she does have a real estate license also, but she's in the wine industry. Okay, so you have the real estate background, and then um, so what made you transition into being an AE? Well, that's, <laughs> that's kind of an interesting story. Um, I had just been president of our association for the third time. Oh, and glutton for punishment, I, I see. I am glutton for punishment. <laughs> and uh, I was on the 10-year plan. Every 10 years, I was the president. They, they uh, reeled me back in to be <laughs> president. And I had just finished being president. Uh, and um, the AE was not doing his job. Okay. And uh, the president who followed me said, we got, we have to make some changes. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, well, I agree. Well, I think we need to make some changes. So the leadership got together and then they, they came to me and said, we think you should be our AE. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm a real estate broker. I manage real estate offices. That's what I've been doing. Right. And they said, then you're the perfect guy. And um, I said, uh, but I don't write checks, and I don't, I don't <laughs> go to balance the books, and right. you know, we don't have an MLS, um, and those sorts of things right. like a lot of associations do. Right. And so they said, we want you to be the face of our association. We want you to go out there and talk to the members and deal with the members and and help our association grow and those sorts of things, mm -hmm. not sit in the office. So anyway, I told them no probably three or four times. <laughs> and then each one had come to me individually and kind of sat me down and said, we really believe that this would be good for you. And so then I started thinking, you know what? At this point in my life, maybe I need to, to make a little change. Right. And maybe this would be um, something kind of interesting, a new challenge. Still in the same industry that I love, but a new challenge. So I finally gave in. And uh, December, four years ago, um, I made the switch. Wow. I, yeah, I jumped in with both feet. Both feet. And not knowing, I figured that, how tough can it be? <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been president three times. Right. I've been in, in association leadership since, really since 1989. Right. And so... I thought, I know what they do. You know, I can do that. I don't I don't have to. I'm not gonna be a secretary, you know, mm -hmm. I'm I don't and I'm not gonna have a secretary either, right? But, um 
I think I can do this. So that the question you asked yourself, how tough can this be? In your first 90 days, how tough was it, that transition for you? It was really tough. I didn't have a clue as to what the hell I was doing. <laughs> and for the first year, I didn't have a clue as to what the hell I was doing. Right. And I didn't have anybody to ask because right. they had let um, the AE go. Right. And at the same time, to do the job, the other part of the job that a lot of AEs do, like manage the staff, mm -hmm. they hired somebody else. Oh, they did. So we have an office manager slash accountant uh -huh. that they hired. At the same time, they hired me. Wow. So now I had my senior staff person that I had never met that was hired for me. Oh, wow. That I had to, to work with. And um, even though I'd been around for a long time, I still didn't know the inner workings of the association. Wow. And she didn't have a real estate background, even though she had a financial background and was extremely bright. So we were kind of thrown into it together at the same time, and it was the blind leading the blind. Wow. Yeah. So, th so that had to have been difficult for you because here you are as, as the AE and in charge of staffing. Yes. And they had done two hires now. Yes. And... So you were supposed to be, you're in charge of hiring, you're in charge of staffing, and they had now staffed for you and taken over that responsibility. So how did that work for you? Were you able to manage that person? Was that person able to adjust to you being their manager? Was it a, was that a little bit of a difficult transition or it, it did it work out up, okay? It worked out great. Good. It worked Good. out really great. And it wasn't a difficult transition. But I think both of us were thinking, what have we gotten ourselves into? Right. Because she didn't know me. I didn't know her. Right. Our roles weren't really super clearly defined. Right. So we had to define our own roles and um, really get clear about the, the direction of the association. And all, all, the only direction I was really getting was we need things cleaned up and organized and we want to grow. Right. Well, that's pretty broad. Right. You know, but what what they didn't, I don't think what the board of directors and even me, I had I had just been president a year before, didn't realize how, how long things had been let go. Right. So, I mean, and I'm talking simple things like filing. I mean, right. really simple things. And then we started di um, digging into professional standards and... Um, there were cases that had been sitting, just sitting. Wow. Not even being processed for almost two years. Oh my God. So those were the things that were hitting us in the face and it seemed like every day we were getting hit with something new. And um, so we had a lot of challenges. And, and the other things like the carpets were dirty. I mean, you know, everything was dirty. Nothing was put away. Oh. Um, so everything was on the surface kind of looked okay. Um, his, his budget always looked good because he spent no money, which means that the computers were all, you know, bailing wire and bubble gum, you know. Uh. Um, every process, every program was old and outdated. Every 
the phone system was ready to, you know, it was on its last legs. He had let the alarm system go and we didn't even have an alarm. There was no service. Um, I mean, everything, everything. So you had just the everyday admin things to take care of and the maintenance of the building and the association. And then you also had to learn your job. And so in learning the job of an AE, did you find the resources that were available to you through the state and the national? Were those available to you that allowed you to learn the job or because I I know for me, I dealt with that myself coming into a position and not having a training and but then it was cumbersome to try to learn that job along with running the association and the resources were there, but it was a cumbersome job to try to learn it all while doing the job and that that was very very hard yeah did you find that that was the case for you too i did find the resources um through car Mm -hmm. i I, I felt like i for me anyway car was more accessible and Mm -hmm. it may have been because i had been a car director and so i had i had the connection access right um, to CAR uh, than, than NAR, but I could go on the website and I could I could find things out and, and uh, Lottie was very resourceful and I and I knew her from being president right so yeah I, I could figure things out um, but part of the problem was you don't know what you don't know right so you don't know what questions to even ask right we were and it, it was the blind leading the blind for the two of us right. So we just had to figure out. We had one staff person who had been there for maybe 15 years. So she had, and she had a lot of information in her head. So both of us were going to her constantly. Right. You know, um, so it, we, we, looking back, our first year was just a total learning curve. Right. We, um, every day was just a new challenge new challenge yeah. and I do you find that um, and it's still a learning curve I mean yeah. we're, we're constantly it's constantly changing and yeah. things are constantly coming and um, do you find that um, coming to the meetings and learning from fellow AEs um, that that's that has been a big resource for you just learning from just coming just and being and networking and and um, communicating with your fellow EEs and things like that. Do you? Absolutely. Yeah. Because you know that you can call on them in, in just a hot second. The right. The other thing is the Facebook page. Right. It really has been. Somebody will post something, a question, and now I actually have some of the answers to the question. Right. <laughs> it's kind of nice. <laughs> but I could pose a question, and something as simple as, do you have an extra room? And, right. You know, those sorts of things, because the housing issue the support. is mm-hmm. still an issue. Right. And, uh, yeah, so you know that you have the support, and not just for the California, but clear across the United States on the Facebook page. Right. That, so that's been a big help. Big support. Yeah. Um, what do you think has been one of the biggest um, challenges that you faced in the transition? I know, I know the learning curve and everything, but I think a lot of times, you know, people the volunteers and looking in, you know, looking at us as AEs, I think one of the things is a lot of volunteers look at our job and say, ah, I can do that. That's, you know, and, and I, and I think they do, they look at it and they say, oh, I've been on the volunteer side. I see what they do. It, it, I can do that. And, and so coming from the volunteer side into the position, what do you think was the 
biggest misconception that you had coming from that site into the position of AE now that you look back? That I had or that they had? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that you had as a volunteer coming into it. What could you do? What could you tell a volunteer that's now you look back and you can say to them? Well, I was, I I obviously was a volunteer for a lot of years. What I was going to say though is that a lot of them still think I'm a volunteer. That has been a challenge. Right, yeah. right. It's like, no, I actually... No, I'm actually working now. Yeah, I'm actually working. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, some of the roles, um, people had to learn what I was doing. Right. And, and, um, but but since I had been a volunteer, mm-hmm. I think it, it gave me a lot of background and training on how to deal with the volunteers. And the, oh. And the fact that they are volunteers. Right. They're there as volunteers. Right. So they don't have to be there. So so that's a good question then for for you, for us, or advice you'd give to an AE. How can we then, um, from your perspective, what would you give advice to an AE and how we treat our volunteers or how we see our volunteers, you know, and, and dealing with our volunteers? Well, I, hopefully I treat them with a lot of respect. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. But the other thing that you, and, and you and I have talked about this before, you have to be really clear on the lines of communication and and that our staff at the association mm-hmm. isn't their staff. Right. And doesn't belong to them. So the lines of communication, the way we have it set, it up, set up at our association is that our office manager basically runs the staff. Right. She answers to me, and they answer to her. So if, even if I need something done, if I need a project done, I'll go to her and say, hey, I this is what I need done. Who has the time to do it? Right. Because otherwise, then the cat, the, the, the staff is chaos. Right. So um, I don't let the, the, the volunteers, no matter what project they're working on, they can't just be bossing the, the staff around. Right. How do you communicate that and make it stick to your volunteers? Do you think that they listen to you better because you were a volunteer? Yes. And because I'm older mm-hmm. and because I've been around so long. Right. And I, I have the history yeah. um, because I was president. I've, I've chaired a lot of the committees. And I was even the, the Region 7 chairperson twice See. and so I, I have that history most of them know it so they'll hopefully hopefully I do know what I'm talking about right. hopefully they'll they'll they think I know what I'm talking right. about right and I think that's a big challenge that a lot of AEs deal with mm-hmm. is is how we communicate that to our leadership and and I think that's a challenge sometimes that I even face is is trying to speak that language or have them listen to me and even i try to even tell my senior staff when we're in board meetings that if they are wanting to have a motion passed or even bring something to the leadership that sometimes um not sometimes all the time really it's better to have one of their peers present a motion that they want passed Mm -hmm. to the board because they're going to listen better um with it coming from a peer because it's it's something about that presentation from a peer or from somebody that is um, a chair from a committee than when it comes from an employee or from a staff person. It's just something about that 
it's kind of like that third party endorsement exactly exactly that's what it is legitimized right and and i and even if it comes from me it's like i can say something i can say you know this is what i think should be done and they'll all look at me and just hmm but when i get that endorsement from another board member or from my president or from executive committee when they say Oh yeah. Okay. Now we understand. And it's not that they don't support me because they do. I have, I am so lucky. I have an incredible board that I work for now and I have an incredible board of directors that support me and encourage me and are behind me. But it's something about that endorsement from another director or from an officer that says, yes, we believe. I do have to remind myself sometimes that I am now the staff person. Right. Because when you're president, you may just bark something out. Right. And, and, you know, or as, as, as the chairman of a committee or, you know, when you're in leadership you, and you, 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 you may think that everybody just takes this gospel or whatever. Yes. And, and I do have to realize that I'm staff now. Right. And so, so like you were just saying... To get your point across, you have to be more, you just have to be careful. Yeah. Um, and you may need to have that third person introduce it. Right. That You're not that president anymore. Yeah. And you've got to say, oops, i got to take that hat off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what, um, do you feel that you would ever cross back over to the sales side? Or have you found your place now? That's a really interesting question um, because I think I've found my place. I, I love it. I mean, and I tell my board and my staff how much I love this job yeah. almost on a daily basis. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Um, I think it was, I think it was, it suits my personality. Yeah. Um, I got into the brokerage business almost by accident right. because it, when I got my broker's license, it was not to sell real estate. It was in the, the later 70s, and we were buying, and we were, they call it flipping now. Right. But we were rehabilitating houses because that's what I grew up doing in the, in the 60s. Uh, that's my my family did. So that's uh, why I moved to the Central Valley and went wow. into business with my brother, and that's all we were doing. And the economy changed, and we started putting together limited partnerships and buying bigger properties and... And then we got into property management, and and those you know, and then you have all those properties, and those 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 the owners mm-hmm. want you to sell them. So then we started selling properties and representing buyers and sellers, and it just evolved into a brokerage business. That's not my personality, right? And I didn't like it. I mean, I I thought I felt I was really good at it, right? But it wasn't my personality. It's not something I would have ever chosen to do. Yeah. Um, even though I, in, in some respects, I don't know that I consciously chose this position, but it's, it was the perfect fit for me. This so, position chose you. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And it is perfect for me. Yeah. And, um, and especially at this time of my life, it, yeah. it gives me, it does give me a lot of flexibility. Right. Um, which I need at this point in my life because my kids don't live in town. So I have to, I've got to go see kids and grandkids and, yeah. and of course it, it, I want to travel a little bit more and, and those sorts of things. So I need to have a job with a little more flexibility. Yeah. 
I think this is a perfect position for you. We're glad you're part of the AE family. <laughs> I love having you part of the AE family. I love being part of it. Oh, no, you're a light in this family. So um, any advice you give to somebody new coming into the industry? We have a lot of new AEs. We have several that are retiring, a lot of new ones coming in. And um, so any advice you'd give to somebody new coming into it? Absolutely. I would find a mentor. Yeah. Find somebody whose personality meshes with yours, uh, maybe from a similar size association, yeah. maybe geographically somewhat close so you can get together, those sorts of things. Um, I, I think that's been one of the things I've appreciated the, mo the most is having people um, mentor me and they may not even know it. Yeah. You know, um, in fact, I can think of two who probably don't, would be shocked if, if I said, I feel like they're my mentor. They go, I, I'm not mentoring you, but yeah. yeah, you are. Yeah. Because you're, you're giving me an example to follow and it could be just your attitude. I right. mean, it, it, it could be something really, um, not, very tangible. Right. That's awesome. That's great advice. I'm huge into mentoring. Yeah. It's it's amazing um, um, how many people have just touched my life just in seeing them and hearing them and everything. And if it wasn't for them, you know, I don't know where I'd be. Well, I thank you so much. Absolutely. You were my first person. This was, I hope you enjoyed it. It was it was it was fabulous. Fun. Thank yes. you. Yes. Many yes. more to come. Yes. And um, we will be I'll be interviewing more and this will get posted soon. So thank you for sharing your Absolutely. AE story. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you.